0: Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 4, Episode 30. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and currently on parole co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on walking dogs, lifting and carrying dogs, and placing dogs in cages and runs. Our topics for this week are how to walk dogs, weight limits on lifting and carrying dogs, placement and removal of dogs in cages and runs, and trimming a dog's nails. Dogs are traditionally walked on the handler's left side. The command for trained dogs is to heel. The left side is an advantage for handlers leading a horse at the same time as a dog, for a right-handed person carrying a hunting rifle, and to position the handler between the dog and the traffic when walking along a road on the left side facing traffic. A dog should always be on a short leash when in crowded surroundings. Dogs trained to heel are taught to walk off with the handler if the handler steps off with his left foot first the nearest foot to the dog. If the handler wishes the dog to remain still, the handler steps off with his right foot first. Signals to stay in place are done with the handler's left hand and signals to heel are reinforced with moving the right hand. Whenever small dogs do not follow on a leash, it should be picked up and carried. Dogs should never be dragged by a leash. Yes, Abby, a leech would be huge if it could drag a dog, but I said leash, L-E-A-S-H. Lifting of all sized dogs from the floor should be done with the knees bent and the back straight. One person in good health and physically fit can lift dogs up to 50 pounds. When picking up a small dog, a slip leash should be applied first. The leash is pulled forward slightly to prevent the dog from being able to turn its head to the side quickly. The other hand then reaches under the dog's chest and abdomen and supports the body while being lifted. Although a common practice in dog shows, small dogs should never be picked up by their tail and a hand under the chest due to the risk of injuring the tail. When carrying a small dog, its head should be held next to the right side of the handler's body with a left hand under the neck, fingers on the side of the neck just behind the jaw, and its body supported with the right forearm and wrist under the chest, while grasping the dog's left foreleg, the one nearest the handler's body, so it cannot climb up the handler's chest or wiggle away. To lift larger dogs in this group, 35 to 50 pounds, the left arm is wrapped around the front of the chest and under the neck while the handler's right arm is placed around and behind the dog's hind legs. The left arm can be angled upward on the side of the neck to restrain the head if needed. Alternatively, the dog can be lifted under and around the neck with the left hand and under the abdomen with the right arm, the forklift method. This latter method is the only method that provides control of the dog's head while it's being lifted. For fractious dogs, an assistant is needed to hold the leash while the handler wraps a rolled towel around the dog's neck or places a muzzle on the dog before lifting it. Two people should lift or carry larger dogs weighing 50 to 80 pounds. One handler restrains the dog's head by his right arm around the dog's neck and the left arm is placed under and around its chest. The dog's shoulders are pressed against the handler's body, or the handler holds the outside front leg firmly. The second handler lifts the dog's rear portion by grasping both thighs or with an arm under the abdomen and holding the outside thigh. Lift tables are also available to assist in lifting a larger dog to table height. If necessary, a larger dog can be lifted as with 50 to 80 pound dogs. However, most procedures are better done on the floor rather than on a table. Dogs should be placed in cages head first. One hand should have control of the cage door. Closure of the door should begin before release of the dog with the other hand so that the restraint hand is removed when there is insufficient room for the dog to escape. Release should be as smooth and quiet as possible since it will be the predominant memory of being handled. The dog's behavior will be influenced primarily by how it was released from the last handling when it must be next removed from the cage. Struggling during release will result in greater struggling when recapture is later needed. Removal of a slip lead prior to placing the dog in the cage prevents struggling when the dog is in the cage to remove the lead. Control of a small dog when placing it in the cage can be done with a restraint hand under its chest. Dominant aggressive dogs should be kept in lower cages to avoid direct eye contact when lifting it and to prevent providing the dog with a more elevated or dominant position. Abby says she's so dominant, she might need a basement cage. When removing non-aggressive dogs from cages and runs, the handler should approach the cage in a friendly manner while speaking to the dog in a calm, cheerful voice. Removal should begin with one hand to open the cage door only enough to be able to get the other hand and a slip lead in. A slip lead is then placed over the dog's head. After the dog is controllable with a slip lead, the cage door can be opened wider and the dog assisted by picking it up or if in a lower cage, leading it out. When removing a dog from a lower cage, The handler's leg can aid in blocking an escape through the partially open door while attempting to apply the slip lead. If picking it up, the neck should first be lifted by raising the slip lead and gently pulling forward so that there is some control of the head before reaching under the dog to lift the body. Dogs that do not frequently walk or run on abrasive surfaces must have their toenails trimmed on a regular basis, generally every six weeks. If a dog's nails touch the floor when the dog is walking, the nails are too long. An important part of puppies' early education should include desensitization to handling their feet by counter conditioning with food treats. This is a gentle. Stepwise process involving a few seconds of handling the upper aspects of each leg and rewarding the lack of struggling after each leg is being handled. Subsequent sessions on following days consist of handling slightly lower aspects of each leg until the foot nails can be handled without a struggle. After handling the feet is accepted, one nail on one foot should be trimmed and a dog rewarded with a treat. The next session should involve trimming two or three nails. The eventual goal is for the dog to tolerate trimming all nails on all feet in one session. The success may require a couple of days to months. Small dogs can be trimmed using the aid of an assistant who holds the dog in their lap. Large dogs should tolerate trimming in a sitting or standing position. Some may roll on their back and lay still while being trimmed. Dogs that need immediate trimming to protect them from injury from their long nails and do not tolerate trimming with mild to no restraint can be restrained by an assistant who holds the dog in lateral recumbency that is held on their side. However, lateral recumbency should not be a routine restraint for nail trimming. Mm -hmm. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Dogs should be walked on the handler's left side. How dogs are lifted and carried depend on their body weight. A dog's uninvited exit from a cage or run must be blocked by the handler's body when placing the dog into or removing it from a cage or run. Dogs should be gradually trained to relax when trimming their nails beginning during their critical socialization period between eight weeks to three months of age. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Don't forget... Serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skill should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about special handling equipment for dogs. Hey Abby, what special handling equipment do you require? Oh, dinner and a movie is sufficient for you. I see.